Well, generally, people find themselves more mindful anyway, right? Because you opened up this level of awareness of details and significance that you maybe never had in your entire life. And so that gives you a real opportunity to focus your attention and stay mindful of your surroundings. If you don't have a community, if you don't have therapeutic support, or you don't have a coach or someone there helping you stay on track, then it's very likely that you're going to get off track again. And I've seen that time and time again. Welcome to the Mindfulness Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Keith Fiveson. Our guest speaker on this episode is Mr. Eric Osborne, an experienced psychonaut who has spent years studying the power of psilocybin mushrooms as a tool for spiritual exploration and self-discovery. You'll hear about his journey from the Roman Catholic Church to Jamaica to Louisville, Kentucky, where he is the founder and the lead minister for Sanctuary, a religious freedom restoration church and community that's dedicated to sharing the transformative effects of psilocybin mushrooms. Eric is the lead minister, he trains other ministers, and he works at bringing together communities to find their divinity in these sacred plants. Listen while we discuss the use of sacred plants and the process of working with new members and congregants. You'll hear about the sacraments, security, contraindications, and how sanctuary provides sacred circles, conversations, group support, and deep integration programs that include a holistic approach to life and accountability. So tune in for an enlightening discussion about sanctuary, the use of psychedelics in a church setting, and how you can get involved in the work that Eric is doing. I'm your host, Keith Fiveson. Hey, hey, hey. Eric Osborne is in the house. Eric, Eric, what is going on at the sanctuary? Oh, my goodness. Everything and nothing all at the same time. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Shunyata, the, 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 the zero and the infinite. Indeed. That's, uh, oh, man. Oh, man. So, so like, Eric, uh, not everybody knows about what you're doing and about this whole area of, um, you know, it's really kind of based on the RFRA, the uh, religious, uh, the what is it? The uh, religious, re, re, the the religious freedom restoration act. Is that right. it? All right, right, great. And you have, you're like a, a a trailblazer in some way. I I think based on looking at the psychedelic field, can you like what what are you doing and how are you changing lives? That's like a a big question mm -hmm. here, and I want to start out with that big question. Because that's the way, that's one of the reasons why you're here, because I believe that you are doing something unique and you're changing lives. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you're up to? Yeah, uh, it is a big question. Uh, I have been working professionally with psychedelics and other mushrooms. Mm -hmm. I had a gourmet mushroom farm. I've had several mushroom farms, actually, um, for going on 24 years now. Mm -hmm. uh, in 2013, I mm. started the world's first psilocybin front public psilocybin mm -hmm. mushroom retreat in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. uh, after seven years of operating mm -hmm. that, my wife and I moved back uh, moved back from Jamaica to start Sanctuary, which is mm -hmm. a psilocybin based church, a sacred mushroom church. And mm -hmm. you know, you mentioned the RFRA, and that's 
of course a component of it but you know our work really goes back before recorded history you know the mm -hmm. oldest cave paintings depict psych psychoactive mushrooms so right. uh, this is this is absolutely something that has been a part of human spirituality uh, and contemplative practice frankly uh, for mm -hmm. as long as long as there has been historical record and over the years i've worked with well over a thousand people i have mm -hmm. seen mm -hmm. so many lives changed mm -hmm. uh, really miracles through the mushroom but mm -hmm. i've also gained a uh, a balanced perspective on what psilocybin is capable of mm -hmm. it is being right now it's being touted as kind of a mental health mm -hmm. miracle drug right and i really want to help people understand that that is far too simplistic of a perspective wow so you've got 24 years of background 24 years of experience and you had this uh you, you started out kind of doing this in a uh, retreat format over in Jamaica, you said, and uh, that well, I, I under what was that? My, Myco, um, Myco Myco meditations. meditations is that what it was called? <laughs> oh, great! Right. And and that was for retreat goers who would go there and they'd go ahead and travel down to Jamaica. I love Jamaica, mm -hmm. and I I can't imagine that you'd really want to leave Jamaica. Why? Like, why did you leave Jamaica and why did you come to the U.S. <laughs> to go ahead and get this thing going? Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't be leaving. I'd be well, in Jamaica, man. If, if you lived and did business in Jamaica, you might think differently after almost uh -huh. a decade. I, uh -huh. I, I, I spent 10 years going to Jamaica as mm -hmm. a lover of the culture prior mm -hmm. to starting the retreats. And it was with Yama. friends there. Yama. It was, it was with friends there that I uh, started the retreats and I was very involved in the Rastafarian mm -hmm. movement uh, and Ethiopianism. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of my gateway into Jamaica and spent quite a bit of time there just exploring the culture. And I have a deep appreciation for the culture. Um, I think ultimately though, what led us to come back to the U S is mm -hmm. because our work in Jamaica, kind of evolved out hmm. away from the spiritual approach. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when we started the retreats, Michael Pollan had not yet written mm -hmm. his book. Mm -hmm. um, and when he did, uh, fortunately, more people um, became aware of the wonders of sacred mushrooms. Mm -hmm. But that also brought with it a lot of assumptions and kind of um, baggage from the medical community, if you will. And so, you know, people came to Jamaica and were frankly many of them were looking for that fix-all mm. and mm. it afforded me a wonderful opportunity to introduce mm -hmm. many uh staunch materialists to the spiritual world because mm -hmm. very frequently i would work with scientists and you know people from nasa and all kinds of backgrounds cia and all kinds of backgrounds who did not have a spiritual perspective and then they would have mm -hmm. a mushroom experience they mm -hmm. would it was just ineffable and mm -hmm. uh and and very often it challenged their lifelong perspectives on what it meant to be human mm -hmm. so I had, a, I had a wonderful opportunity kind of um backtracking into spiritual work with people who came for mental health mm -hmm. uh help but what it, the research clearly shows and what i have known for so very long is uh that the the mental health benefits are from mm -hmm. the spiritual experiences. Mm -hmm. So the more the more mystical the experience, so to speak, then the longer the lasting benefit for mm -hmm. mental mm -hmm. health. Okay, uh, so 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 here so you are. So here you are. You're in Jamaica, and you've got these retreats going, and you're you know people are going down there 
they they look at the retreats and they don't necessarily see them as spiritual retreats. Right. They kind of think, okay, hey, we're going to have a rave. We're going to go down. We're going to party. No, not not no. party or rave. No, I no. mean, I was working. I was working with people who were severely suicidal. I've worked. Oh, I've worked with okay. individuals who have. You know, I, I couldn't tell you how many people said to me, mm -hmm. "If this doesn't work, it's going to be a gun when mm. I get home." Really? You know, I mean, wow. I. Yeah, oh, absolutely, wow. absolutely. Wow. Uh, it, it, some some life or death, very real mm. situations down there. Very mm. very seldomly did anyone ever come. Uh, expecting to party. There were yeah. a couple that we had to kind of, you know, mm -hmm. set straight. And I'm all for a good time. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. Mush mm -hmm. Mushrooms uh, have a, a wonderful ability to mm -hmm. lighten the load, you know, right. and there's a great joy that comes with that. Right. Uh, but it's very, very serious work. And mm -hmm. you absolutely, there is absolutely the potential to further traumatize people. This is so delicate. Right. You know, that's one of the things that I'm struggling with in the current psychedelic movement is it's being anybody and everybody is mm -hmm. you know doling out psilocybin and there's a reason why in shamanic cultures that you had to practice under a uh, an established shaman for at mm -hmm. least 10 years before mm -hmm. you were able to administer mm -hmm. yourself mm -hmm. you know and mm -hmm. i worked privately with mushrooms for well over 10 years before i decided to start these retreats and it was actually mm -hmm. i didn't decide but decide to start these retreats it mm -hmm. was told to me in the mushroom space this is what you're going to mm -hmm. do and i, mm -hmm. I resisted right. but they persisted so so this is down in jamaica so when we look at jamaica i mean many people if they're going down to jamaica they go to hedonism they go down they have a good time they think okay we're gonna have you know we're just gonna hey rastafarians ganja come on man you know smoke it up so here it is though you're setting up a real retreat that really helps people recapture remember to Go ahead and reconfigure you know i a reboot mm -hmm. reset reframe their relationship with trauma their mm -hmm. relationship with their ability to deal with trauma and you're doing that and you're looking at it and you're saying okay well you know maybe we need to do a little bit more so that's the well, reason why I you kind of came back yeah, or you're um, in Kentucky, like, right? like, like like i said the the direction of Michael went mm -hmm. much more into the clinical mm -hmm. um way you know mode or, or mm -hmm. operating and, okay. and that's not that is not how i understand or experience psilocybin this is purely a spiritual experience mm -hmm. you know the 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 johns hopkins and all that is happening there i'm so grateful for it it's done a mm -hmm. lot like i said to expose people to the wonders of this medicine mm -hmm. um but it it just really sets people up for a misunderstanding of what the experience is like. And there were so many times, was, I've been thinking about mm -hmm. this a lot lately, there were so many times that people would come on these retreats and they'd come out of their mushroom session mm -hmm. and they would say to me, Eric, I didn't know you were starting a church, but mm -hmm. I'm in, I'm a convert. You know, so what sanctuary allows us to do is lead with mm -hmm. spirituality first. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that is what I've, I know from mm -hmm. all of my experience. I know that that sets people up for mm -hmm. the greatest success and the great right. the, the the closest so understanding intention is something. the rudder of the ship yeah yeah well no, you know i mean i think that's, no, that's setting that the thing. setting the set the thing. set and setting yeah there yes 100 percent. but there's again that is very generalized and mm -hmm. there's so much that goes into mm -hmm. the setting and the intention you know after all these years my work with the mushroom is mm -hmm. is 
my intention is give me what I need because I don't know what I need. You know, a lot of people go into the mushroom experience, especially as they're young and coming into it or they're new to it, they're fresh to it. You know, they have this checklist of things that they want to accomplish with mm -hmm. the mushroom. Mm -hmm. And so very often you do not get what you ask for, mm -hmm. but you always get what you need. So that's mm -hmm. what I really always try to educate people to is that that you can trust this medicine like no other. Put yourself in a safe place with safe people and you will have a profound and incredible experience. Now, it might not be what you've read about. And you may very well need mm -hmm. a highly experienced mm -hmm. individual mm -hmm. there to help you during the session and to unpack the experience itself. Uh, but overall, this is such a safe and trustworthy mm -hmm. sacrament or mm -hmm. medicine, however you mm -hmm. want to contextualize it. Mm -hmm. I love that. So, you know, that Rolling Stone song popped in my head. You don't always get what you want, but you get mm -hmm. what you need. Mm -hmm. You get mm -hmm. what you need. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So, so when we start taking a look at uh, your organization now, the sanctuary, you're down in Louisville, Kentucky, right? Is we that are. is that where yep. you're from originally? And I, I I noticed that you've got a a license, a mycologist license, or you're like a you're, you're licensed. I'm, by the I'm state. certified. You're I'm yeah? certified huh? to, to identify and sell wild mushrooms. I okay. help to create the certification program mm -hmm. for the state of Indiana. That's mm -hmm. where I had my original mushroom farm. I'm actually from, I'm from central Kentucky, mm -hmm. uh, but live in Louisville now. And I, I'm training myself to say Louisville rather than Louisville. That's how I grew up saying it. <laughs> uh -huh. Okay. So I'll, so Louisville or rather than Louisville. Yeah. That's what it, yeah. I like, right. I like Louisville, but uh, yeah, no, but we've got, we, you know, we've got members all around the country. Uh -huh. We are in the process of uh right. starting our minister training program so we are mm -hmm. ordaining ministers mm -hmm. in several right. states around the country so mm -hmm. yeah i just really want to open up access from this pers spiritual perspective mm -hmm. now you're you're in a position where you're head of the plant medicine church sanctuary right uh well you know uh we we are working so hard to put just put everybody on equal playing mm -hmm. field i have the most experience mm -hmm. um and there's a lot that i bring to the table and right now I'm the only minister of the church, uh, mm -hmm. but it, it is, you know, we, we strive for a non-dogmatic decentralized organization where we are mm -hmm. all, because the truth is we are all in this together. And that's one mm -hmm. of the greatest lessons that I've come from the psychedelic experience is that we, we are all truly mm -hmm. one. That is not a metaphor. Mm -hmm. It's not, it, you know, it is real. Right. Now, one of the things I read, which I really liked, it says, you know, I do not worship any deity. Instead, mm -hmm. I recognize that all life, all existence is creative source experiencing itself. And uh, we call this creative source can never truly signify the underlying ineffable reality. You know, and I, I am, I, I went through a two year uh, interfaith minister process, ministry process over at the uh, new seminary and was ordained at St. John the Divine. I'm wondering, you know, and I certainly believe in universal source and I totally am in simpatico and, you know, I, I, I really resonate with that. Uh, I'm wondering from your uh, experience, did you go to, did you go to, were, are you ordained in any way or you just, when you start an RFRA, you know, uh, you know, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, when you start the church, you take on that role. I'm just wondering what your background is and from a counseling perspective, how that integrates itself into the work that you're doing. You know, I don't necessarily believe that you have to go to school to do any of that. 
you know, but I do believe that there has to be some sort of a counseling process or some sort of a process internally that allows you to like work with your congregants, work with your ministers, go ahead and, you know, work with, and certainly I think under the RFRA, there are certainly some, you know, boundaries or some requirements that you've got to have as a church, right? So can you, can you speak to any of that stuff? So, wow, yeah, there's a lot there. I know I mean, there is the, a lot to unpack. Sorry. <laughs> the, no, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, you know, my background, I grew up as a, a Catholic, a very devout Catholic until mm -hmm. uh, the sex abuse scandal unfolded. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. I, I exit stage left. Uh, mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> mm -hmm. I have always been a student of uh, esoteric spirituality. Um, right now I'm reading Course in Miracles. I, mm -hmm. All of my, since you know, mm -hmm. the age 13, I've, I've, after reading the Bible a few times, I just went into the Quran and to mm -hmm. the Dead Sea Scrolls and et cetera, et cetera. So I have a lot of personal study in uh, various spiritual perspectives. Mm -hmm. um, uh, my training is in education. So I was a middle school teacher for seven years. And, and really that's the what I consider myself still most to be is an educator. I, mm -hmm. I, my work is to educate people on how they can access that mm -hmm. source within themselves, how they can use the mushrooms to mm -hmm. access the source within themselves. As mm -hmm. far as uh, or ordainment, mm -hmm. I am ordained by sanctuary. Uh, mm -hmm. When we started the church, uh, there are certain uh, guidelines and regulations that you do have to follow in terms of your board and voting mm -hmm. and all that. But a, a newly formed church has the right to ordain its mm -hmm. ministers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, no formal training in counseling. Uh, mm -hmm. or therapy, but I have had multiple therapists who have come to my retreats and been a part of my work say mm -hmm. that I am one of the most effective therapists that they've seen. Mm -hmm. I have extensive experience in mm -hmm. facilitating large group integration circles mm -hmm. and of course the psychedelic experience itself. So it's just really come out of a just a deep love for my fellow humans and mm -hmm. wanting just in helping others explore themselves and that's why I, i'm not afraid to talk about anything because i want to help anybody everybody else or those around me be able to talk about anything as well in a safe safe way mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so when we start taking a look at um you know the church and the congregants and the members do you uh, have i mean because we're taking mushrooms here and you know obviously there are certain you know contraindications based on the individual and based on their background so mm -hmm. Do you see any problem uh, with any of the members and you have like a process in terms of bringing people in and, and having them like I say to you, hey, Eric, you know, this sounds great. I'm coming down to uh, Louisville uh, or Louisville and uh, I want to go ahead and, uh, you know, I, I want to take part in, in, in one of your, you know, in, in one of your uh, sacraments. You know, how do I how do how do I go about doing that? Well, so there, there, there are two main components mm -hmm. in uh, in having the protection of the RFRA. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. first is sincerity. 
Mm-hmm. And so we want to ensure that all of our members are sincere in their approach. So there is a five-step process that mm-hmm. even includes an interview. My wife uh, right now, her and Athena but are doing. Is that Court- Courtney is your wife? Right? It is. Yep. Okay, yes, great. Courtney. Uh-huh. And Athena, who was at Mico with us and mm-hmm. came back up as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're up there doing an intake call right now with eight new members. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's a five-step process that includes an interview and medical history. And yeah, we want to really understand that, you know, safety is paramount and sincerity as well. And then the other component to protection under the RFRA is Mm -hmm. um, what's called diversion protection. So Mm -hmm. ensuring that none of the sacrament goes to the black market. Uh, Mm -hmm. So we we monitor all of our sacrament, document how much we've used and who, Mm -hmm. where it's gone and all that. So uh, those are the two kind of components of protection. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we exclude anyone. So the, the pharmaceutical contraindicators for psilocybin Mm -hmm. are any form of lithium, 50% Mm -hmm. of all people who are on lithium and consume psilocybin have epileptic seizures. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, Mm -hmm. and then we exclude Mm -hmm. schizophrenia or anyone who has had a family history of schizophrenia and is under the age of 30 Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, bipolar one, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, some of this, what I have learned and experienced over time is that First mm-hmm. and foremost, there's a lot of misdiagnosis. It's hard mm-hmm. to misdiagnose, misdiagnose schizophrenia, uh, but bipolar is one that there is a lot of uh, seeming misdiagnosis. So I, I have kind of been more a case-by-case basis for those individuals mm-hmm. um, because it's as one of my friends who struggles with bipolar disorder mm-hmm. said, he, he would rather be an occasionally manic bipolar person with mm-hmm. psilocybin than a suicidal person mm. without suicide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so when you get to someone like me, I mean, you know, I'm 67. You know, uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, does it matter what age you are? Do you look at hypertension? Do you look no, at no, no, uh-huh. I've, I've, I've worked with people in their 90s. Uh, uh-huh. I've worked with individuals with heart conditions. There are, it's, it, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. how safe psilocybin is from a physiological toxicological mm-hmm. perspective it's mm-hmm. really incredible mm-hmm. um now i've had medical <laughs> i've had medical doctors who mm-hmm. were on psilocybin and were experiencing the internal fire that can sometimes right. come come out of the experience and kind of you know, freaking were, out yeah, yeah they you yeah. know were sure they needed the mm-hmm. uh, their blood pressure checked and right. so right. it's it's right. it's i found myself in a very interesting position mm-hmm. uh educating medical professionals on psilocybin mm-hmm. so one of the things another things you said was uh, by communing with sacred mushrooms we're able to more closely encounter this innate divinity and gain greater awareness of the perfection and glory of the universe in which we dwell what does that mean for someone like a doctor who is kind of coming in you know i mean uh, I, I was talking with someone the other day and they were talking about how much they're in their head and the science of it and sort of like looking at and, you know, they freaked out, you know, they just as as in this case. So do you and you were talking before about people that came down and had these mystical experiences. So really kind of walk walk us through kind of, OK, we've done the intake. We've done the interview. Courtney has us on the phone. I'm part of that. I'm part of that group, all right. And I, 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 and I, and you say, okay, Keith, you look like a good member for our church. You know, why don't you join us? Uh, you know, here is the event we have. Tell me a little bit about that because you know, I'm, I'm personally, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting on that plane. You know, come on, Eric. <laughs> Ah, well, <laughs> yeah, so it depends seriously. on what event, it depends on what event you attend, honestly. Uh-huh. So we, we do 
Uh, we have an upcoming event called a subtle sacrament event. So this is basically a microdosing hike. Uh, mm. where we just take low amounts of psilocybin and, and engage with nature. And then we do our deeper dives, uh, mm-hmm. which, you know, that, you know, it's really, it's challenging to convey uh, the process that I go through with an individual when everyone is different. You know, I have to get a read on the people, kind mm-hmm. of gauge what their sensitivity is. Psilocybin is not something that can be administered in a milligram per kilogram mm-hmm. body weight, mm-hmm. despite how it's being done. Uh, within within the medical community, uh, so you know, I usually we have for the deep dive experiences we have mm-hmm. two experiences over the course of five days, and that gives mm-hmm. us an opportunity to, especially for newcomers to the mushroom, to gauge their sensitivity. That's really mm-hmm. important to know going in. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people, you know, need really big doses. Some people just need a very little bit. Uh, and what I'm always trying to do particularly on the the higher dose sessions mm-hmm. is get some get someone to a place where as much as we can we can shut down that that egoic mm-hmm. self the and default mode network the, the referential the default, side yeah exactly okay. exactly mm-hmm. and allow them to experience this ineffable and mm-hmm. sometimes it's terrifying sometimes it is exhilarating it, it's mm-hmm. it, it the experiences are all across the board Mm-hmm. Uh, so just being there and supporting people as they go on their through their experience. And then, you know, some people like, I don't know what kind of trauma background you have, but if you're coming mm-hmm. in as a relatively healthy normal, then you're mm-hmm. probably going to need a little less support. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. You may be more apt right. to have conversations that really extend into the philosophy of existence and mm-hmm. this kind of encounter with the mystical. Or right. if you're someone who is coming through with a lot of trauma, then we're probably going to have to spend a significant amount of time working through that in the mm-hmm. weeks and months afterwards. So one of the most important things that Sanctuary is doing mm-hmm. that I'm not, we're not seeing anywhere else right now, and this is one of the biggest lessons that I learned from my work in Jamaica, is we are building mm-hmm. an intentional community to support each other before mm-hmm. and after their experiences. Mm-hmm. I sent I sent a lot of people home from Jamaica mm-hmm. without without the support they really needed, honestly. And it's impossible for one person or one organization mm-hmm. to be that ongoing support for a thousand individuals. But if we build right. a community, by, by building a community mm-hmm. of solidarity, then we can mm-hmm. we can provide that support intrinsically. So mm-hmm. that's what, and that's what church really means to me, right? This is about community of support, mm-hmm. a community of people who are exploring spirituality, Mm-hmm. who you know we maintain that we have far more questions than answers right. and that's just kind of the stance that we'd like to take so you know in terms of coming down we do camping retreats and you know i guess you know people think about this in terms of a lot of times in terms of what are the accommodations and what is the setup like and personally we we do do some retreats that are a little more comfortable mm-hmm. um but can i, I can i get feather pillows <laughs> you could probably get feather pillows at some, but where I think the where it really gets, um, where where there's so some some real opportunity to just get into the work is get our camping mm-hmm. is our camping retreats, mm. right? Okay. So here's the deal: you, you're seeing people taking mushrooms in a research laboratory, and they've got their eye shades and they've got their headphones, mm-hmm. and it looks very uh, 
it's, yeah. it looks very succinct like you take the mushrooms you have this experience you come out and you say oh wow that was incredible not I'm a lot person. of nature there yeah mm-hmm. not a lot of nature there not a not a lot of dirt and the mm-hmm. truth of the matter is mushrooms are very, often very snotty there mm-hmm. is pur- purging that sometimes mm-hmm. happens there's crying and sweating and it's just like mm. it mm. you get dirty you get uncomfortable mm. and so the camping retreats we have found to be a wonderful opportunity to yes first and foremost mm-hmm. immerse people in nature which right. is where mm-hmm. i experience spirituality the most. Uh, dark and dark skies stars the whole stars time. the sunset right. the sunrise right. you know creeks and ponds kentucky's mm-hmm. a beautiful place mm-hmm. we've got wonderful deciduous forests here mm-hmm. uh and then to just go ahead and get in the dirt because right. at some point you're gonna you're gonna get dirty mm-hmm. if you take a big enough dose of mushrooms it's it, it's it's gonna get it's right. gonna get a weird so you yeah. might as well and, and like doing doing that in mm-hmm. a four star uh mm-hmm. you know yeah, resort with, with, it, with pillows it's not yeah. it my feather so my feather pillows ain't gonna work in the town, huh? all right i get it I've seen, i get it i I've get seen, it you're, i've seen many feather pillow pillows you're, ruined i'll say yeah, that. you're you're re, you're getting a, you're getting an opportunity to reframe my reality that's good I, I i get it so so listen you know my my background uh you know this is the mindfulness experience so that's the name of the show and you know we get into the whole idea of psychedelics the whole idea of consciousness and you know from the standpoint of meditation from the standpoint of understanding the neuroscience of things like breath work heliotropic breath work we look at stan groff what happened with him understanding that you don't necessarily need psychedelics Mm -hmm. to go ahead and move to a state of altered consciousness but psychedelics is sort of like the express lane and then if you're able to go ahead and integrate it if you're able to do the things that allow you to go ahead and change your mind like you know like michael pollan talked about the ability to go ahead and reset reboot or reboot reset reframe your perspective or your relationship let's say with trauma uh i i'm a i'm a uh, uh, health and wellness uh, ambassador for the heroic hearts project working with oh, okay. you know uh with with uh vets and people who have trauma so you know really understanding that whole area is really important what 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 part of meditation or mindfulness you know where does that fit in and all of this mm-hmm. from a self-care you know uh wellness approach if you will as a part of your integration strategy how do you how do you bring that sense of equanimity that sense of calm into you know the the experience because man you know i've gone on Let's say I've already done it. I've been on the, I've, I have had the tent. I purged. I've gone ahead and had that, oh my God experience, that OMG. And I am like, oh, okay. I get the fact that the person who traumatized me, who sexualized me as a kid, was a human being who was sexualized himself. I forgive him. Now I'm left with that. And, you know, I'm walking away. What's, you know, like, what do I do with that? How, how do you how do you how do you work with that kind of? And I use that as an example, but you know, I, we all have trauma. I was, you know, in the army myself. I'm a vet, so I understand, you know, what that's all about. But tell me about your perspective because it sounds like you've got a container to help manage that, and that's as you say, that's that sounds different. So what does that look like? Yeah. Uh, well, so for me personally, you know, 
psilocybin it it more than expedited my meditation process uh, and there's two aspects that i kind of understand this through one is within the experience mm. so within the experience uh there is the potential for it to be like you said kind of a fast lane but i think that what's more valuable mm -hmm. is that you can't get out of the experience until the time is up mm. and so when you're when you're meditating when you're going into these these deep states mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. unless you're highly focused and you've well trained it's so easy to get distracted mm. right and mm -hmm. with mushrooms you're in there there's you can holotropic breathing if it gets too if it gets too rocky you mm -hmm. can just check out mushrooms mm -hmm. that's not the case mm -hmm. uh so there's a lot of benefit there and that creates also some risk for when it gets uh too rocky mm -hmm. if you don't so have you, great support so, you, so you've walked into the hall of mirrors there you are yeah 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 uh now okay so afterwards meditation mindfulness mm -hmm. well generally people find themselves more mindful anyway right because you mm -hmm. opened up this level of awareness of details and significance that you maybe never had in your entire life and so that gives you a real attend an opportunity to focus your attention and stay mindful mm -hmm. of your surroundings mm -hmm. if you don't have a community if you don't have therapeutic support or you don't have a coach or someone there helping you stay on track then it's very likely that you're going to get off track again and i've seen that time and time again for me personally where i find the the integration um value of meditation is more i experience it personally more from uh kind of like on a on a on a, the level of meridians if that makes sense mm -hmm. and so what i what i understand psilocybin to be from an experiential level after all these years the most simplified way that i can describe it is that it is a a fire hose through your meridian system you open up your channels to so much energy and that energy moving through mm. block unblocking the stuck the mm. stuck stuff mm -hmm. is the so somatic much trauma this, the somatic this, trauma yeah. right it's so much of what that experience is about mm -hmm. so i find that in meditation i'm i after my psilocybin experiences and just generally mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. that i'm much more able to feel that energy moving through me and mm -hmm. allow it to move through mm -hmm. um you know mm -hmm. i am i am a almost daily meditator uh mm -hmm. and it is a way for me to continue touching the awareness that was brought mm -hmm. into that experience and if i am disciplined and doing that in the mornings then i'm able to take so much of what i learned through mm -hmm. my psychedelic experiences into my day you know the, the the realness Great. of oneness so let's go back though i want to go back to i've mm -hmm. done the journey i'm I've, I've i've i'm a part of the circle and i'm a part of the community do i get like the ability to or do you teach or provide or provide instruction or circles around my ability to stay in a window of tolerance so you know there's that whole idea of my i can be hyper i can be hypo i can be i mean this experience is going to defrag me you know it's going to mm -hmm. defrag my ego it's going to upset my ego i'm going to look at i'm going to look at whatever trauma is there and now I come back to the real world. Like, you know, my, my ego has been defragged. How do I reassemble? How do I reconfigure? How do I go ahead and, you know, uh, 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 discharge 
uh, or uh, or integrate in this particular case integrate the stuff that came up for me where is that you know where's the conversation around that and do you like provide ongoing programs or ongoing classes or ongoing community circles where does that come yep. in and 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 is that the space that i get to download and share and kind of breathe in what's going on for me is that is that what happens it is very much so so tonight i'm actually leading a sacred circle um mm -hmm. that is kind of a community open it's open to the public not just sanctuary members but any anyone that wants to come in and first discuss integrate any psychedelic experience that they've had uh, cool. and then secondly just to talk about whatever is on the mind mm -hmm. of the people you know mm -hmm. uh, we offer on sundays we have our uh two-hour zoom service which only 30 minutes of that is actually a service and then 90 minutes of it is conversation based mm -hmm. around either the text that we're reading, uh, but also focused on integrating past experiences. So very often people will come in and share an experience that they mm -hmm. recently had and ask mm -hmm. for insights from the community. Uh, right. We are doing our cleric training, which mm -hmm. the cleric training is actually it's it's a pretty deep dive, mm -hmm. uh, at least from a in a virtual perspective into integrating and applying the lessons that we learn through psychedelics to be a support to others mm -hmm. in their psychedelic experience mm -hmm. we are one of the things that we're really adamant about uh bringing to the table is expanding the conversation around integration right now mm -hmm. integration is kind of treated like more talk therapy we're in the process of developing a pretty uh i think it's going to be an incredible program that is more holistically focused so we're going to have uh we have a uh, musical genius who's been studying uh, mm -hmm. music theory for 30 something years, Bill Prosman out in California. We've got some Tai Chi instructors. Mm -hmm. We've mm -hmm. got some mindfulness instructors. We have mm -hmm. some nutrition instructors that are coming right. in, going to come in and we're going to offer a holistic program around uh, integration because integration does it's, it's the entire self, right? It's right. not just if we sit and talk about our experiences and maybe gain a, a little bit more clarity and, on what they meant or how they can be used that's great mm -hmm. but it just doesn't stop there and so the accountability is crucial and mm -hmm. having again having community mm -hmm. where you mm -hmm. say hey i'm going to show up and then when you mm -hmm. don't show up someone's checking good. what's going on good yeah we uh you know uh i don't know if you read the book uh that i wrote uh, the mindfulness experience eight strategies to live life now it's about integrated health and wellness and it really is about the mind body the spirit Mm -hmm. the ability to fuel or have the right nutrition, have the right sleep. So those are the five primary inside out strategies. And then mm -hmm. the outside in strategies are your relationships, the environment and your aspirations. So for me to hear what you're talking about doing, you know, is, is, is great because it sounds like a really good integrative approach where you're really looking at the whole person, which is, you know, if anything's out of balance, I mean, if you're thinking, if you're, if you're, you know, self-talk is destructive. If you're not eating the right food, if you're not taking care of your body, I mean, all these things really don't really, you know, they don't pay rent. They destroy the house, <laughs> as I Indeed. like to say, you know, so uh, that's really fantastic. And uh, I have one final question for you uh, because I think it's very uh, important. I'm looking at the time and our time is just kind of zoomed by, you know, which is uh, uh, sort of a pun in today's day and age when we're all using <laughs> zoom but but uh tell me uh what opportunities or problems do you see with the current uh renaissance 
of psychedelics uh, and the medicalization of psychedelics, because I'm very uh, aware of that as it relates to, you know, we're taking these sacred plants, you're providing or looking to provide a very sacred approach to it. And yet, as you as you talked about, you know, not not being on a tent, not being in a tent or in the outdoors and not being with nature, maybe one thing, but then being in an office and being, you know, uh, whether or not it's on an IV or having shades on or whatever it is, is a totally different thing with two therapists standing by watching you and you know, I'm involved in this whole, you know, psych in the whole psychedelic assisted therapy provider kind of program over at the Integrated Psychiatry Institute. Mm -hmm. So and I'm I'm at the same point looking at it, wondering from a mindfulness viewpoint, like, okay, like is this is this gonna be, you know, where are we going with this? Because, you know, are we are we throwing the baby out with the bathwater? You know, are we uh, you know, what are we gonna miss? Because there is really kind of a I, I think that there's some appropriation of sacred plant medicines and yet at the same point I think from the tip of the spear you know the medicalization and the 22,000 research papers that have been done on these plant medicines since the 30s 40s 50s 60s and so on you know um, and now we see the resurgence with resurgence with Rick Doblin is really positive so can you give me your perspective about this in terms of your view like are we on the right path do you think that this is you think that we're going to see some problems here do you think this there's going to be a rise of more churches more you know based on the rfra mm -hmm. what's your view yeah um well i think that the most immediate mm -hmm. issue that we're seeing is that people because the research is being presented in such a way that the outcomes seem so overwhelmingly positive mm -hmm. that, that people are coming to psychedelics with false expectations. Mm. It's also being presented in a way where it just kind of seems like uh, trip sitting, if you will, is mm -hmm. like babysitting. And it mm -hmm. is not. These experiences, I cannot even tell you how many times I've had to do some real crisis management in the mm -hmm. middle of these experiences. And the researchers have too. You're not right. seeing that get published. Right. right. So there, there is, there's some cherry picking happening right now mm -hmm. that I think is it's, you know, it's being done to advance an agenda, which is the legalization or the mm -hmm. accessibility. So I see value there, but there's a lot of concern there. You know, we were deeply involved in what happened in Oregon and in all the regulations that Oregon put in place around psilocybin, there was not one single conversation about dosing mm. the, the, the level of dose, which is administered mm -hmm. and that is a crucial topic to be considering mm -hmm. there it's, I, I could go for so long mm -hmm. talking mm -hmm. about that so there, right. there are there are a number of real risks that mm -hmm. i think are coming from naivete mm -hmm. now the benefits or the opportunities what i think we're really going to see and here's here, i kind of start i've started working on a little social media video for this morning mm -hmm. I'm, I'm super grateful for all the research but we don't need to research psychedelics to know that they're safe and know that they're effective. Like I said at the start, mm -hmm. these have been part of human history for thousands and thousands of years. Right. And so what I think the opportunity that really exists is to breathe life back into mm -hmm. American spiritual practice. We are mm -hmm. we have we have seen that you know, for what it's worth, there's there's lots of value there, but the um, modern religion Mm. is 
-hmm. it's it's uh, uh mm -hmm. you know i don't want, i don't want to sound too critical but it lacks the direct experience mm -hmm. you go into church you have mm -hmm. the thing you go through the thing there's a reason why 60 percent of americans are no longer going to church because mm -hmm. it's not it's not fulfilling anything for them and that's what psychedelics do they they mm -hmm. give you the direct experience and that's mm -hmm. what people need so i'm I, I you know i was a little resistant to the language and you know speaking in terms of a church because mm -hmm. i have so much religious trauma myself but now mm -hmm. i'm embracing this as an opportunity to mm -hmm. to bring back mm -hmm. the 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 real meaning of what church and mm -hmm. the spiritual experience is all about mm -hmm. so it's like uh the thing that came in my head was like the i was back in the wizard of oz you know looking at the emerald city and mm -hmm. you know we're off to see the wizard but in fact what you're saying is i think what we're really you know, looking at here is that the plant medicine is the teacher, you know, that you yourself are the wizard yes. and, you know, that you yourself have the power within you to go ahead and manipulate, you know, you're behind the curtain, you know, you're yes. night. What is it? 95% of our consciousness is unconscious, mm -hmm. right? 5% mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. conscious. 95% is unconscious. So it's the ability to make conscious what's unconscious yes. through the use of the plant medicines, through the use of the opportunity to go ahead and do some work to recognize that you yourself have the power to create. And I think that's I think that's a beautiful thing. So so Eric, how do people get a hold of you and find out more? I mean, this subject we could dive into in so many areas. I think we've just literally touch the tip of the iceberg mm -hmm, here mm -hmm. but how do people find out about you more i want to lift you up and lift up your work here uh tell tell people a little bit more thank you yeah uh you already mentioned sanctuary with a p mm -hmm. that is the main organization my wife courtney and i also host the mm -hmm. psilocybin says podcast where we discuss lifestyle through the lens of great psilocybin great mm -hmm. um thanks and uh you know I'm, I'm on social medias myself but i'm gravitating off of them as i get busier and busier thankfully uh mm -hmm. but you can reach out to me my instagram is uh, spore spreader and that's what mm -hmm. i do the best to spread the spores <laughs> of love uh, <laughs> and that. uh you know i'm on i'm on linkedown and all the stuff but we, we also also got a pretty uh pretty rocking YouTube channel as well for psilocybin says. So if you look up psilocybin says or sanctuary with the P, you will come across my work and, and be able to find some kind of access point. You might not be getting me directly initially, but, uh, and then also, you know, our zoom Sunday mm -hmm. services are open to the public. It's on right. the website. There's a link there. All you do is enter your email. You get access to yep. the service right now. We're running about 50 people per service mm -hmm. and we get a lot of really great feedback on how this helps, you know, kind of inspire people for their week ahead, process experiences they've mm -hmm. had, mm -hmm. just having conversations that most people are not having. Great, great. So Eric, E-R-I-C Osborne, O-S-B-O-R-N-E, Osborne, Eric Osborne. You can find him at the sanctuary with a P and uh, certainly uh, put your name on the email list. Uh, I did, and uh, you'll get uh, some regular updates in terms of the church, in terms of the work that they're doing. And uh, it's very exciting. Thank you, Eric, for joining us here. And uh, I look forward to future conversations with you. Thank you for dropping all your knowledge. It's very, very helpful. Thank you, Keith. Happy to be here.
Thank you for being a part of the Mindfulness Experience podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this interesting conversation and the insights from Mr. Eric Osborne. I hope he gave you some of the insights you needed to understand sanctuary in the church and the plant medicines and how you can use them and how you need to be careful about their use at the same time. We have other exciting guests coming up in the next few weeks. I hope you follow the podcast, you connect, you leave us a review, and you suggest topics. I'd love to hear from you. I love hearing from you. Connect with me on social media. Visit my website at workmindfulness.com for more mindfulness experience moments, me moments. And I want to thank you very much for listening and being a part of the podcast. I hope to see you on the next show. Take care.